Hey there, my fellow intellectuals. How are you doing today? Welcome back to Highly Variable. I'm your host, Kyle Kabasadis, and welcome back to the 11th installment of my podcast, where we get to talk about essentially whatever I want to talk about, because it's my podcast. And that's the beauty of a podcast. You can make it about whatever you really want. So I wanted to make this episode about nothing in particular. That's essentially what I wanted to do. Because I was just kind of, you know, I was I was just grading some assignments, being a TA, and after I grade, I sort of just like plop down in my seat. I'm just like, oh gosh, whew, and I kind of just want to relax. And what better way to relax than to air grievances into a microphone and a camera, and. I'm just joking. I really don't have any grievances. Grading was fine. It's just time consuming. And I always joke that grading is that thing where when you are in graduate school, it's like you get it done. But for me, I don't really feel a particular sense of accomplishment. I feel like it's like, yes, you got this thing done, but what did it really do? I mean, yes, you gave the students feedback and you inputted their grades and now they can know how they're doing in the class. But for you... What does it do? Does it give you an insight into the student's mind? Does it give you a greater appreciation of the instructors who graded stuff before you? I don't know. I think for me, it just kind of feels like, wow, that took a lot of time and I have less time to do research now. So I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know if that's the proper response to have, but that's the current response I'm having to having graded my first assignment in about two years. It was the first time I graded since 2018 and I have to say I did not enjoy that I was like yeah I still don't like grading so that is uh that is my that is my story there I don't think a lot of people really like to grade I think most people understand that it comes with the territory especially when you're teaching a subject like astronomy or physics or a hard science it's like unavoidable that you can't just really put easy, simple one-line questions or multiple choice questions. Like you really have to give them, you know, problems that are multi-step and require a lot of thought and require a lot of work. But that means there's going to be quite a bit of grading. It's going to be a lot of variance in the student responses. There's going to be a level of of quality of the, of the or a range in the quality, I should say, of the responses the students give. And that's, I think that's all to be expected. I think you can always just mentally know that, but then when it actually comes to you on your table and you actually have to go through the minutia of, 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 of assignments and problems and pointing out errors and deciding how much to deduct here or not deduct there, it just kind of, I don't know. It's just a drag. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's not the best thing to say, but look, I like teaching. Don't get me wrong. I think you you might get the impression that I don't like teaching, but if you watch my channel, you obviously know I like to share knowledge with you guys. I like to just give you guys free information about physics whenever I can, whatever you guys really want. Leave a comment below if you want to know something about physics that you think I might know, and I will try to get back to you, or I don't know. I, I was kind of having this idea that I want to go back to doing problems again, because I used to do that a lot on this channel, where I would just sit down, and with my iPad, I would just you know, do a problem with you guys, a problem that I've already done, but, you know, rehash and redo for you guys. And, 
you know, augment my own understanding because there's like really no better way to test your own understanding by having to try and explain it to somebody. So, you know, I think that I really want to start doing that again. And I think I found the books that I want to try and do problems out of. And the book series is Landau and Lifshitz. Those of you who know physics most likely have heard of Landau and Lifshitz and the reputation they have as fairly challenging textbooks. But I'll be honest, I, I opened up Mechanics the other day, the first edition, or not the first edition, sorry, the third edition of Mechanics, which is the first volume in their 10-volume series. And I was reading it, and I was like, I really like the way they explain things. It's really good. It's to the point, and maybe because I have a better understanding of classical mechanics now, but I just, I just like it. I just like reading it. I like how they get to the point. I like how they don't try to be funny or have any fluff. It's just, it is what it is. This is what it is. And let's do some problems with it. And you know what? I respect that. Good on you, Landau and Lifshitz. So yeah, that's, um, that's, was a bit of a tangent as we, as you guys probably know that I tend to go on those quite a bit, go on quite a bit of tangents. I know, I know, but I hope you guys don't mind it too much. And if you do, you probably aren't even listening. So maybe why am I even apologizing? If you are here, you're probably here for the tangents. You know, you are here to see the sine over cosines. See what I did there? That's right. I, I made a tangent joke because trigonometry, right? I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm funny with these physics and math jokes, but like then I sometimes think they're just stupid. And of course, unless the other person on the other end has a has an understanding of math and physics, the jokes can just completely fall flat. So I don't know. I don't know if I should just reserve them for another time or maybe you guys appreciate the math and physics jokes. Leave a comment below. Leave all the comments you want. I don't really get a lot of comments on these podcasts. So it'd be nice to hear if people appreciate the the humor, I guess, or maybe not appreciate, but comment on the humor. You don't have to appreciate it. I can't force you to do that. But where was I before? I went on that really long tangent. I was on grading, right? I was like on grading and how I really like teaching, right? Like I make videos on this channel of how I solve problems and like to explain it to you guys. But the thing is, I don't grade you guys in the end, right? You watch my video and then hopefully it made sense. And then you can go off and do all the problems, you know, that you, that you have to do. And I don't have to grade them. So... That's sort of the difference there. Like, if I could just teach but not grade, that would be the most heavenly thing awesome. Because then it's just people listening to you talk. There'll be interesting discussion. There's going to be questions. There's going to be answers. And in the end, it's it's going to be bliss for me because I don't have to grade. It's, it's like when I get out of the classroom, I actually have a really good feeling when I get out of classrooms when I could actually be in the classroom before the coronavirus. But when I was a TA, I would really like you know, planning out a discussion section and going through problems with the students. I really, really enjoyed that. I really loved the feedback. I really liked the discussion. I really liked seeing the light bulbs go off on people's heads. And that's what really, you know, motivated me to be a high school physics teacher back in the day when I thought I wanted to be a high school physics teacher and not, you know, a research professor. So that's kind of how I feel about grading if that kind of explains it. I don't know. I hope it does. Because I never want to give you guys the wrong idea that I, I hate teaching. I don't. I really like teaching. But it's grading. Grading and teaching are two completely different things. And it's just grading is just very time consuming. And 
like I was saying before, grading is that thing where you get it done and then you kind of don't really feel a sense of accomplishment. I mean, at least I don't. I, can, I can't speak for all the graders out there, but for me, I don't feel a great sense of accomplishment because it's like I just know how much time I could have been spending doing my actual research. So, I don't know. I think these are the thoughts that pretty much all TAs have, but maybe don't always vocalize, but here I am vocalizing them on the internet. But yes, other TAs out there, if you're there, you, you, you know what you, you know what I mean, you know? You know. Don't tell me you don't, because you know what it's like. So, yeah, that's how it is. That's how it goes. Um, yeah, I kind of just wanted to, like, get that off my chest, I guess, about grading, because grading has been an experience. Though I have to say that grading online has opened up a new avenue for creativity for me because I learned that I can use my iPad as a grading tablet and grade like the old-fashioned way because students now have to upload their assignments online because of the of the pandemic and now we've switched classes completely online and so there's no paper you know physical assignments they're submitting and so the nice thing about doing this online is that I can use my my iPad as a, as a tablet to just grade regularly as if I was looking at their paper physically and making comments on it. So it is kind of nice in that regard, but still, you know, it, it, it is a, a time-consuming task, of course. And one of the things that kind of, I don't want to use the word noise, but kind of makes me concerned is trying to balance the time between research and teaching. And I know that there are stipulations in the TA contracts here at UC Irvine where I'm not supposed to be working more than 20 hours a week for for uh, uh, a TA position. And thus, you know, I should have, in theory, if I worked a 40-hour week, which I don't, but if I worked a 40-hour week, and by I don't, I mean, I'm not saying less, I worked more than that. But if it was a 40-hour week, I would have, you know, half the time to teach and half the time to do research. But the thing about doing research, though, when it's not really continuous for me, is like it's really hard to get into that rhythm. Like I have a rhythm with my research where like I can just get into this certain, you know, zone and I want to stay in that zone. But when I wasn't teaching before, it was like I could just stay in that zone indefinitely until, I don't know, dinner time or something. And then I could, you know, stop. Here, it's like you have to like do you know, teaching responsibilities in the morning, at least I do, I sort of have organized it that my teaching is in the morning, and then I try and get into the flow in the, of research in the afternoon, but it's sort of not the same, and I'm trying to, trying to somehow optimize that balance, because I'm going to have to deal with it for the next couple of months at the very least, and I don't want research to slow to a standstill, it's just that it's hard to, it's hard to make the switch so soon, I guess. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks, but I haven't had to start grading until this week, so... And there's just gonna be more grading, so I have to really try and figure it out. Yeah. I really think that, you know, work schedules in academia, it's just so hard to explain to people who are not in academia, like my family. So when I try and tell them, like, what I, how I work and what I'm doing, they're, they're always like, oh, you know, you should, like, take a break or you should, like, you know, you know, put it down for the day and get back to it the next day. And it's like, you really can't do that, unfortunately. Like, you would like to think you could just stop. And in truth, yeah, you can stop. I mean, no one's putting a gun to your head. But if you want to get things done on time and you want to make sure that, you know, you're on progress, 
with your research and you get all your tasks done, it it kind of does require a lot of you to um, to accomplish those things. And so for me, a few of the of the strategies that I'm starting to employ, and I might make a separate video about this. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Maybe I could make a more organized video about it and you know put it in a more uh, cohesive manner. But essentially, some of the strategies that I've employed are you know using Google Calendar more. So I essentially scheduled out my entire week on Google Calendar this week. I have not been able to follow it that well. I have tried to, but then things start coming up. Things start taking longer than I expect, and I go over time on my schedule. And so, you know, I think having the schedule there was a good idea, but trying to stick to it hasn't been the easiest. And I think, I think that's just a, that's just a byproduct of the academic uh, work style. Because again, like, like my family or other people who don't really know much about what an academic work-life balance is like, they're used to a sort of nine-to-five schedule where you know, you're working between nine to five and then you're done and you don't have to think about it until the next day at nine. But in academia, that, that sort of gets tossed out the window, right? There's, there is not a really clear divide between work and life in academia. At least there wasn't one that was very well advocated. I think it's healthy for you to establish that for yourself to find things that can separate you from your work. Like for me, it's doing these YouTube videos, it's doing these podcasts, it's playing games on twitch.tv. If you weren't watching me already there, please go ahead and follow in the link below. But finding hobbies that you can do in the very, very minute free time that you have um, is very important. And I'm going to be honest, it's very hard for me to, to satisfy all of my hobbies because I have a lot of different interests, as some of you guys may know, which is why I made this um, podcast to sort of talk about them. But to be honest, we've sort of just devolved into me just always talking about graduate school stuff because, I mean, that is my main priority. But, like, when I'm on Twitch, right, I'm playing video games, I'm playing, like, chess, I'm playing, like, games like Valorant, um, Fortnite, and I'm playing them with people who, you know, are not in my immediate um, surrounding, like, they're all my online friends and Hence, you know, they're not, they, they, like, they sort of take me away from having to think about graduate school responsibilities. And I really appreciate that. Like, like, I think we all just need to, like, I, I know I'm saying like a lot. I'm really sorry about that. I'm trying to do a bit better of a job of trying to reduce the amount of times I say like, but it's, it's been a challenge. I'll try and get better. But when you're constantly with graduate students all the time, you just always will keep thinking about school. So when I'm not with graduate students, it feels almost like a weight off my brain in some weird ways because it's 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 the thing that unites us. Even if it's a graduate student from another field, such as chemistry or English or something, you can relate to the fact that you're graduate students and like graduate students have a sort of common path or a common struggle when they're in graduate school, especially if you're at the same institution. But when you're with someone else who who isn't in graduate school and just might be uh, a regular working class individual who is, um, and I don't want to say that like it's a, it's a derogatory thing. I just mean someone who, who has a normal job and works from like nine to five. I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying. Okay, so I'm, I'm not going to try and explain myself. But, you know, if someone who just has a nine to five job and 
doesn't have to deal with all the the stuff us academics have to deal with then it's it's like i just don't i don't have to think about it you know i can just sort of be myself who be or at least you know be the part of myself that's not an academic i guess if that makes sense it's like i can exercise the non-academic part of myself and i really really appreciate it when i can because there are times where it's just like every day i'm just thinking about school or research or something and it's it's kind of nice to have a a reprieve every now and then so thank you guys to any of my twitch friends who might be watching this though like i know that some of you guys don't watch my stuff but that's okay that's okay i i still appreciate you so um yeah what else can we talk about i think one of the one of the i think how do i want to put this one of the feelings i've been getting now that i'm coming to the end of one of my research projects is that i once heard a professor say that when you get to the end of a project you start to hate it and i understand what he means now because i'm at the end or i'm very close to the end of a research project where it, it will be an, it'll end up being my first paper that i'll publish it, it it just feels like every little thing that i have to do in addition to the stuff i have to do now it just it's just another taxing thing it just saps my life force a little bit more than the last thing i had to do just because i'm so close to the finish line but i'm not there yet and if i'm going to be completely honest i'm really really wanting to move on to the next project not to say i don't like the first project i've been doing i've really enjoyed it i've learned so much over the past two and a half years i feel like so so more knowledgeable than when i started two and a half years ago which should be expected but i'm kind of at that point where i'm like okay let's let's move on to the next thing and we're not quite there yet so it's just going to take some patience on my part to to make it there i appreciate being able to tell my story and you guys sometimes listen so that's nice. Thank you. And without further ado, I think I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast episode because I need to go and make dinner and continue doing research till the end of the day. And so with that, I will wish you guys a great rest of your day. And until next time, I'm Kyle Cabasadis, and this is Highly Variable. <laughs>